Kia ora koutou, hello everybody and welcome to Epic Aotearoa Create a Better Future podcast where every week we share uplifting messages told by New Zealanders in their own words. Our mission is to share the learnings from those lived experiences, inspire our listeners to take positive action and go out there and create a better future. Proudly brought to you by co-founders Joe Hortai, former soldier in the Special Air Service, family man and aspiring entrepreneur, and Brian Osman, a knowledge engineer, family man, entrepreneur and all-round good dude. Thank you for connecting with us today. Now let's get started and create a better future. Let's go. Kia ora, welcome to another exciting edition of Epic Aotearoa, Create a Better Future podcast. And in this pod today... It is Joe and I, we are shooting the breeze just a little bit, but really more importantly, what we're doing is we're pausing to reflect. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a, a little pause in the series of Who Dares Wins in the Service of Others to be able to reflect on some of the great content, thoughts, ideas, experiences, emotions that we've felt over the last wee while as we've gone down this new route. So without further ado, kia ora Joe, welcome bro. Kia ora, brother. Good to be here. Good to see you. And um, yeah, good timing, I think, with everything of what you've just mentioned and this pause to reflect, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So the pause to reflect is, is again, a time for us to be able to just to settle and digest and also for us to, to be able to share some of these thoughts and ideas that we've had mm. and also to respond to some of the messages that we've received over the last wee while as we've heard some of these really good stories and um, experiences of former operators and and how they can tie in and link back to the work that perhaps we do individually, perhaps we do as non-military or as former military or what have you, mm. and see how that goes. So without further ado, bro, nice. my, my question to you to kick this off is, <laughs> what do you see, and it's probably worthwhile to articulate to, to the wider audience, what is the purpose and, and intent? What was the, your purpose and intent of the Who Dares Win series? Mm. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point, and it's something or a good question that you've asked, I should say, and it's something that's really started to to pop up or pop out a little mm. bit more and more frequently, I should say, too, by by not only former members, and I'm not gonna, we're not gonna name any names and stuff in this session, um, but people sort of not really having a full picture or idea of, of what it is that we're trying to do. Um, for the most part, the feedback has been positive. So former operators, current operators and all that sort of stuff. And I'm talking, when I'm using that term for this context, I'm talking about people still serving, whether they're still in the New Zealand or the Australian special air service have been really positive. They've been, um, and that's sorry, that's current and or former members. All the feedback so far has been really positive from them supportive, which is great. Um, but at the same time, I can hear when when I'm either speaking with them or when they're contacting me that they're saying things like, I, I think I understand where you're coming from or I think I get what it is that you're trying to do. And, um, and that's really pleasing to hear. But <clears throat> I guess your, your question is a really good one because this now gives us a bit of a chance to try to articulate that from, from my side and it would be great for you to share your side as well. So my side... It's it's really starting to evolve a lot more than I think than what we anticipated uh, in mm. the original context of it. So the very brief backdrop was this was all triggered by your conversation with Jared Tuoro, former professional rugby player, 
and then from there we I spoke with you about hey man I I want to do this and create this particular series initially looking at uh, former operators within the special air service because of that was the connection that I had and I felt that if I could if I had such a strong connection to Jared's story then other people that have served within the same units would have a have a very similar connection to it if they heard your conversation with him and or if we went down this route and the other key part or probably the most important part was about making sure that it aligned with our purpose and our why and our vision is it going to help create a better future if so how is that going to help create a better future so we started talking about some of the ideas okay well yeah people might yeah connect with the story that's great but will it move people to action that would be even better that would be where where the gold is if people can draw from and hear from these experiences these lived experiences and go man that's me or i know that sounds just like so and so and uh then they can take that next step and and take some action or positive action towards trying to either dig themselves out of that hole or reach out for support and so in many respects from a personal and maybe somewhat selfish perspective it's been um a form of self-help for me as as one example so it's helped me with my not wanting to go speak with other strangers and stuff about it but feeling a lot more comfortable to speak with people like you or people that have served in a similar unit that have probably uh have struggled with their own transition journey or maybe still struggling and i found that a lot easier and i found that a means or a method again somewhat selfishly that that has helped me because i've been able to glean from their experiences and apply them in my own life so trying to recap in in a nutshell to finally give my perspective and the direction of where we're heading is it's still aligned with creating a better future it's open to not just members that have served in the special air service or in the special forces and we'll probably talk about that a little bit later and the intent is for hopefully that people as they listen to it as they hear these experiences that they can take from them tips or tools add them to their tool belt or whatever and apply them in their own lives to to help them progress and the final part that i'll add is that when when we're conducting these podcasts or these conversations with people we're focusing more so hopefully that's what's coming through anyway but we're trying to focus more so on the person on the individual rather than this you know they've had amazing careers and they're doing amazing things which is awesome and that's really interesting for people particularly for myself as well to hear their story and their backstory and what they've done and what they're doing now or post that but when i say focusing on the person is that um at the end of the day we are each of us are unique obviously we understand that but we are able to connect and relate to people through their experiences or through their stories whether we've lived and walked that path or not there's something that connects in my opinion anyway rightly or wrongly there's something that connects each each of us in some way and whether that connection happens through listening to an audio podcast like this or seeing the video or seeing somebody do something amazing or see somebody striving for something great or bigger than themselves and or failing but then picking themselves up and still going again there's something about that that people are able to connect to so um, i don't know what the end date is for here and we we i don't think we know what that end date is in terms of this particular series because as we talk about this a bit more the doors are just really starting to open one after the other into so many other things which 
those individuals again align with the intent of this series in the service of others who dares wins so um there's a lot of detail and maybe a lot of things to unpack in there but if people can just take away and understand that it's aligned with trying to create a better future connecting with the individuals and their stories and their experiences and trying to share those in a way that people will be able to not only listen to but more so connect with and take what they can and use it to apply in their own lives to create their own better future oh that's beautiful i actually i'm glad we talked about that joe because it helps solidify where the series is going because i suspect in some minds it'd be whoa special forces sass you know yeah. whoa, we're going to hear war stories and, yeah yeah and, and you know kicking in doors and, and all that sort of stuff but if you listen to the podcast it's it's not so and mm. we, it's nothing about security or or anything like that, whether it's opsec or, or or national security we're not even getting in that space it's mm. exactly as you said it's about the individual and one of the things that you reminded me is when I had the conversation with Jared Tuoro, yeah. um, former professional rugby player, and the, the the transitions that he went and the things that he felt that you could feel that as he, mm. as he as he talked to you. And I remember us having that conversation and how that made you feel. Yeah. So if it made you feel that way, what about the others? Mm. And you know, we're talking about a high performance space uh, in, in the special forces. Um, but that high performance space relates to work, it relates to uh, sports, it relates yep. to families, it can relate to anything you like and adapt it. And some of the lessons that we've heard uh, are really powerful. So I guess from my perspective, it's really the intent and purpose is really to, to capture those individual stories about individuals who have done extraordinary things, who don't see themselves as that, mm. but uh, also when helping or looking for a way in which they continue to serve others through that shared experience man that's that's perfect yeah i love that example and the explanation you've just said awesome bro yeah yeah cool so <laughs> i'm glad we, we we talked about that because i i have had i think a message or two or i've seen a message or two where they go oh i want to do this or i want to be that yeah you know? and and that's fantastic but we also look at the the commonalities between say um bill bill bestick or yeah. um dion jensen or um or harry moffat or, or whoever we're, we're talking about right and um and we can see that there's there's that common thread of of um having that desire that just becomes overriding yep. to the point that this becomes your sole focus but you find ways to be able to achieve that goal and it's interesting hearing you guys um go back and forth and and also myself having the privilege to jump in on a couple of a couple of those podcasts to be able to hear mm-hmm. it in my ears that man it didn't matter i was going to get that piece of paper <laughs> i was going to rip it up throw it away it was like yeah there was nothing else going to stop me so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting eh? and it's yeah. a great point that you mentioned the the similarities that there are i, I was mentioning to you i had the privilege uh damien porter um had me on his podcast um we'll put the links and stuff in the notes in the description and stuff after this but it was really great to not only reconnect with him but there's it was just really i guess not timely but a really nice reminder for me uh, and i was sharing this with my wife the other night <clears throat> i was just saying man i'm really glad that some really important people um in my life and people that you know that or people that have gone on to be either very notable or, or successful or whatever that I was just um, 
that I was a decent person to them when I met them, if that makes sense, without, mm. you know, without mm. trying to toot your own horn or anything like that. I was just really pleased that I had treated these individuals with, with a level of respect that I would have liked if I was saying hello to somebody. Mm. And it was nice that, um, you know, it was, I, I don't, and I don't think I mentioned this on this podcast, but I don't remember exactly the conversation that I had with Damien, but he remembered it. And he said that I was the reason that he stopped drinking, uh, drinking alcohol. And um, that was really, that really impacted me. Uh, the fact that he remembered that and the fact that whatever it was that I s shared with him moved him enough to make a decision which has gone on to be a, a really powerful part in his life in terms of him feeling feeling better and he's right in that health and wellness space and mm. um, helping people cope with their managing their stress and their nutrition and exercise and all that sort of thing he's doing some really awesome stuff and he's he's picked the brains of some really great people like um, the all black strength and conditioning coach uh, Gilly who, who you know he, he's on the nickname basis with that guy and he's had him a couple of times on his podcast and he's had a whole bunch of other people so it's just really nice to hear um, those things. But when you're talking about the individuals and these individuals who don't, you know, see themselves as being this this significant thing, even worth speaking to or with, you know, the, the common challenge that we've found is, oh, nobody would want to listen to my story. It's like, oh, who'd want to listen to my story? And um, that, again, just ties back to, to my own thoughts that I've developed, mm. I guess, over time, is that everybody has a story and you've shared everybody's stories and experiences are valid and relevant mm. and they can in some way shape or form help others now can we learn a lot more from you know specific people's experiences maybe i don't know uh, and i don't know if there's a anybody that can um, specifically answer that but can we learn from people that have um, either worked in or served in whether that's professional sports or high levels of business or served in quote unquote the special forces for want of an example in terms of what we're doing my honest opinion is absolutely. I think people mm. can. I think people can learn from those because there's value in those experiences. That's not to diminish anybody else that hasn't necessarily worked or served in those places. But um, I guess in terms of trying to unpack and, and provide some content that's hopefully interesting and intri or at least intriguing for people, um, people having that background is somewhat interesting and or intriguing. And then when people are interested or intrigued, they tend to pay a little bit more attention. When you're paying a little bit more attention, at least in my experience, you tend to pick up a few more things or a few more nuggets for want of a better term, and they stay with you. And so that's, you know, again, ties in with what you've shared already, but as part of part of our intent of what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love how you shared that and, and, and talked about that because, again, I, I think the, the thought that came to mind is that what we're part of what we're trying to do here is, is that um, in some sense you could say we revere the journey that the person mm. has undertaken but we're not worshiping yeah the person right yeah, yeah. great right, point so, yeah and and i think i think maybe i'm just trying to make it clear and i mean this very very respectfully it's just that some people and in the particularly the people we've had on board their journeys have just been so um interesting that how can we not learn from that? And why would we not want to learn from them? And so it actually, this is actually leading me into something. Um, and you've just, just finished off on that. 
<laughs> so I'm going to get a little bit, uh, I guess, a little bit more specific, Joe, if that's all right. Yeah, all good. because you've led off m- mostly in this in this series, and 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 I've been fortunate enough to jump in on a couple with Nick and um, with Moff, and it's, more it's to been, come, more to come. <laughs> yes, but it's been, I, I tell you what, it's been amazing from from my perspective, just listening to these gentlemen, great blokes, they're mm. really really nice people. Also. Being able to connect with um, Dion and and Bill, yeah, you know, and and just some of the comments that they shared, just briefly, but you can tell the genuineness in there. So I, I really appreciated that. Mm. So I guess it goes flips back to because you've interviewed or been part of all the interviews so far in the series. So who dares wins in the service of others? What would be some of the things that you found perhaps more the most insightful things, um, the most surprising things, perhaps? And the third one, oh, I'm just going to leave for a second mm. because I think that one might be a little bit more to unpack. Okay. A bit. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, good good points because, as you said, there's been so much to take away from every single one. Even, yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't involved in Helen's one, but I was in sort of a background, <laughs> background <laughs> annoyance kind of way. I was, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, if I go through, I mean, I don't have my notebook in front of me because I was jotting heaps of notes when I was going through and doing those interviews, the only one I didn't have my notebook in front of me was the one with mids. So Mm. maybe I'll start there. Um, But some of the things that really stuck out to me, and there's a, there's a whole bunch, but when mids spoke about, um, I asked him a question about what, what was the most challenging part for him. And I think he mentioned uh, it was when we finished the dunes phase, we had a bit of a feed and we had this two minute break, whatever it was. And then we're back on the trucks and heading off. And then we were into the close country navigation phase. And he said, I think he said for him that time, if I'm remembering correctly, was the one of the most challenging times for him that he found difficult on selection because he was now back in his own head. He was by himself and you, you didn't have the strength of the group. And I don't know if those are his exact words, but that's sort of how I processed mm. it when he was speaking. We didn't have the strength of the group there with you. And, and when he spoke about that, it's really surprising how... Um, not only similar uh, people are that, that go or that are successful and make it to those units, but also how we view things quite differently too. So for me, when he shared that, I really love that he shared that, but I was on a different, like from my perspective, and I guess I can tie this back to, uh, I guess, my upbringing, but from my perspective on that, I found that really interesting that somebody like this, who I had the utmost or still have the utmost respect for, senior soldier, has been in the army more than 10 years by this stage, 12, 13 years. He's a sergeant. He's been through a whole bunch of courses. No doubt he's been involved in lots of things at times where he's been on his own as a soldier. <clears throat> and I found that really surprising because for me, I loved it when I was on my own personally. I was like, yes, it was, it was almost like a level of freedom. And Mm. also it took it for me, it took it to another level of drive and commitment that I need to, uh, in order to be worthy to make it to a unit like that, I need to show that I can do this on my own, that I don't need somebody next to me encouraging me or telling me that it's all right. Although that's great absolutely that's great because there's been some hard times when it's been and i shared you know when nick was there and helped me across that river crossing that that i can't express enough how much gratitude and and how how much support and lift that gives you but for me i really enjoyed those moments being alone on selection because uh in those times for me it's like well it's up to me 
I've got mm. to do this. Otherwise, if I don't, then I, I shouldn't be here in the first place. So, but tying that back to my upbringing, I think some of that for me was because I was, and sorry, mum, uh, in, in advance, <laughs> but um, I was left by myself from a very young age regularly daily because my mum would work two sometimes three jobs mm. and so she would be gone early in the morning before i start school and she would be back and you know i'm probably gonked out crashed out on the couch or back in my bed so i was used to fending for myself um mm. breakfast get get me some some lunch ready if i took lunch and then time to make me some food and she left me some very basic instructions you know don't eat all the food in the house was one and don't burn the house down don't burn was the house two. Down, see. so um they're very very simple very basic and uh I, I was i was able to follow those instructions thankfully <clears throat> um not not all the time I, there were times when i ate all the all the good food anyway that that she might have wanted some of but that's it for another time but those things I think, and that was just a constant as I grew up, I was used to being on my own. So that really struck me with Mids. I loved how he was able to overcome that though and the funny stories that he shared and just the things that he found humorous. Like I could imagine him and I understood what he meant when he was saying he felt like he was sprinting away, but as he was probably just jogging on the spot trying to get away from the DS when they're coming to, <laughs> to, to drive them to back. But... To his credit, like you said, you know, he never got caught. He never got driven back. He was too good for that. I was like, as for me, I got caught a couple of times and driven back a couple of times. But, um, yeah, that was really cool to, to hear that experience. But I found it interesting. If I go to Dion Jensen, mm. what I found intriguing and interesting about him was I, I still, and it's probably a question that I should have asked him, and that's right, I can ask him another time. But I just wonder... You know, how and when did he develop that confidence? Because when he speaks and when I've looked at his videos and stuff and when he's sharing and communicating his message, it's powerful. Like I, mm. I really mm. feel it. Um, and it's a great talent and skill that he has. Uh, and it's obviously something that he's worked on. But when he spoke about, you know, a band four baggie, that's, that's sort of, you know, again, to your point, somebody who's not, trying to put himself out there as, as being this great and all-knowing oracle or guru or anything like that. But what he does have and what he does share and what he's capable of delivering really resonates and it's helping a lot of people. So I really, that really struck me when he spoke about that. Also, when he asked me about, you know, there's the connection for myself, the value, identity and purpose and that sort mm. of thing. I really, it, it left me thinking. It really left me thinking, okay, well, value, purpose, yeah, I'm happy with that my identity and I sent him a couple of messages and he's he called me back and then he's given me some tasks to do which I've got to follow up on and do that and I will do it because I wrote them down but I really enjoyed that um yeah as well as the uh the hikers yeah that, that some pieces so um warning order you know warning yeah order. it gave a warning order so straight away they, they must be baddies but um but yeah, so that was that was funny. But then I thought the the grocery shopping one. I was thinking, well, that's probably the, just normal for most parents, you know. Take the leave the sookie bubble ones at home and <laughs> take the ones that can actually help and, and do stuff. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed listening to you speak with my wife, um, with with the things that she shared. I uh, sat off off to the side, often out of view because I didn't want to put her off. <clears throat> um, 
but listening and trying to pay as much attention as I could to what she was sharing and really struck me a lot of a lot of um, things there that I was just oblivious to, didn't take any notice of, right from not even asking her if she wanted to move and live in Australia uh, through to not considering the isolation that she would feel and that she felt and that she went through. Um, and just, yeah, like she was very disconnected. And I, even to that day, until you had conducted that interview and until she gave those answers, I was still oblivious to all of that. Like I was just in my own head and in my own, I was all right because I could talk with people that I was serving with. Um, but I never gave my poor wife a second thought in relation to that. And it never popped up in my head. So I was so glad that she shared that stuff because uh, there may be operators still now that may have been completely oblivious to that but man just if i could change anything if i could go back and do that time again knowing what i know now that would be a great thing you know so that that old saying hindsight is a beautiful thing um so there's a lot more that that struck me bill bestick man i i think i hung off every word that that guy was saying not only because he's a a friend somebody who i really admire and respect uh, but somebody who's been a great leader and, and has always been just he's always been there roundabouts in my head in terms of i wonder how he's going wonder what he's doing what would bill do in this situation and uh a lot of things you know at those times if only i had have thought about that a bit quicker when i was in australia with some <laughs> things I, I probably could have made some better decisions but um it's interesting that when those mistakes would happen I would often think about Bill and how good it would be to connect with him. And so yeah. not long after I got out, he was one of the first people that I was able to connect with. And he gave me some guidance about um, what to do in terms of going onto the circuit and things to be mindful of and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so much so that I bounced my CV off him so that he could review it and check it and then give me some pointers and tips, which he did and before submitting it and all that sort of stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, just an incredible credible guy and it was interesting for me right to hear him speak about and and to when he spoke about he was like up uh, uh or uh when the lady put him on the spot and said oh so do you think everybody wants to be trained yeah. the, the same <laughs> as you right. yeah. yeah and i thought wow i, I could never imagine bill being tongue-tied and <laughs> stuck like that <laughs> so um i found that really interesting really funny but also <laughs> it helped me have an even greater appreciation and respect for him as well as the guests that we've had so far so mm. those are just real you know i've probably talked a bit longer than i should have but uh, mm. on those ones there some brief snapshots um, of those ones and then moving over to um, the guys in australia like nick for one is just great to mm. it feels like everything's the way it was when we were serving together side by side that guy and i and um a wonderful man uh great leader in the things that he's doing and that he's done and i just really admired um his what he's been able to do how and how he's gone about doing it and and what i mean by that is i listened to a couple of his interviews prior to and how he took ownership of stuff and took it on himself to to make sure that things got done and to and that if he and that if he didn't do that you know he there was um not sure of the exact words but he he felt this overwhelming sense that he needed to do it he needed to take charge and he needed to do it and he couldn't there was going to leave no room to blame anybody else if things didn't work it was going to fall on him and that that in and of itself was just really eye-opening for me um about him because 
yeah, he's done that. He's proven that and, and everything that's happened so far and the stuff that I was lucky enough to start with him but then left and how he's just carried that on. So, And in line with that, that flows into people that I've since spoken to that are that train at the mill that have the utmost respect for Nick as they should have who've contacted me and now they're, you know, Tom is one of those guys who's um, in contact with you and I and he's uh, somebody that we'll have on the podcast coming up. And just really excited about um, what he brings and, and what he adds and his passion for and his story. So I'm not going to give that away on here. But um, Tom Totka, um, great guy and uh, looking forward to having him on the podcast. Absolutely. So Nick's journey and also the other key part that really got me was when Nick spoke about um, widening or broadening the bandwidth to be mm. able to receive information and he said oh you know i think it's partly by design with the cycle because i was quizzing him because i thought it was all a test i thought no they're just trying to get me to call them by their nickname and then they're going to kick me out of here all that sort of stuff <clears throat> and i really liked his perspective because even up even up until that day when we sat spoke with him i still didn't see it like that i just really thought man that was different to new zealand um still effective but different and um, and effective in a different way. Whereas when Nick spoke about it, it helped me understand that. Well, wow, there's there's a method to that madness as well. There's a method to the Kiwi way, which which works, which is proven. Um, so it takes nothing away from that. But there's also there are other ways. That old saying: there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm. There's there are multiple ways and facets of drawing and getting not only the best people but getting the best out of people and i really liked uh, i think i mentioned or not i think i know i mentioned on the podcast with uh, yourself and with nick that it was really warm it felt like a really warm welcoming situation yeah. and i love the way nick then articulated and said well you know you've really proven that you can be a knuckle dragger and you can put up with hard things for long periods of time and now it's about trying to create this environment or that environment that's going to allow you to take on more information and try to apply it rapidly in the context and in the way in which you've been trained or taught. So that was really insightful. And then if we dive over to Moff, Harry Moffat, Lincoln, legend, good, great legend. man. Yeah. That guy, I loved how he spoke about, first I loved how he acknowledged his wife, mm. like the most... The, the thing that he's most proud of um that was that was awesome to acknowledge his his woman that way and also to the other part that got me because we didn't know until he mentioned it at that moment that it was his 26 year wedding anniversary and he's yeah. on our podcast like, i was f- like yeah i would have been <laughs> like oh sorry bro i'm busy that day um can we do it another day but just a real testament to the to the guy himself and how he how he goes out of his way to try to make time for people, to try to make people feel included. And and just on both Nick and Moff, I loved the way that they really acknowledged you um, in the podcast, even prior to us hitting the record button, uh, during and even at the end when, we, when the video was turned off and not recording, um, I was really grateful for the way that they acknowledged, you know, you're not somebody that served in the unit, but no. you're a great person, a great human being. Um, and... It was really nice that that they took the time and acknowledged you that way. So that really stuck out for me. And then Moff's words around the rituals to to keep yeah. relationships strong, to to find those reset moments if you need them or to take them. 
and I loved his. Uh, I can't remember the exact meal. I'd have to go back and listen to it. But the the ritual that oh, he had, lamb chops, lamb chops. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Potatoes and broccoli yeah. and and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, lamb chops. And I remember broccoli. I think potatoes was in there, but that stuff the rituals that they'd have uh the places that they would go the the time frames for when family and close friends or family and mm. friends could come and put in boundaries in place um you know that stuff was was awesome yeah he, we spoke a little bit about some of the the operational stuff and some of the sad stuff as well which uh struck me as well when he you know the guilt that he felt as mm. the driver of the vehicle and losing one of his one of his best mates and or one of that team's best mates and one of the unit's best operators and all that sort of stuff um so yeah there's those hard moments in time but if if i try to um, I guess paint a picture of some of the things in response to your question and this is a, I know it's long-winded but it's still brief in my book in terms of <laughs> the content and all the people that we've had on there so far speaking mm. and this is part of the series it's only a real snapshot and only scratches the surface but again of the individuals of the people mm. that we've had on not worrying about all the cool war stories and stuff like that and they have got some pretty cool stories but it's it's bigger than that and it's hard to frame or to articulate as well as what i'm capable of doing anyway but what we're trying to do by having our guests share these experiences is bigger than them as the individual it's bigger than our podcast as a as a mm. as a medium or as a platform or as an entity to to distribute their messages and it's it's bigger it's bigger than um, bigger than the units that they've come from, bigger than the, the places that they've served or the companies that they've gone on to build or the qualifications that they have or whatever. It's it's bigger than that. It's hard to find the words to explain that um, as well as what I'd like. But I think anybody that's taken the time so far, and we've got some evidence of that, that have taken the time so far to listen to, to follow along, to leave us a comment or a few or send us an email or a message is testament that we're on the right path and so i think these messages and the things that have come about as a result um have been things that have really impacted me so to the last part what's maybe surprised me what surprised me is um how much i don't attention's not the right word but how much um how much people have gone on to onto youtube in particular maybe it's because mm. of the power of video or whatever um but how much people seem to be really drawn to these experiences and i hope well it seems like what i'm getting or what we're what we're finding is that people are drawn to them hopefully because they can take something away from them and utilize them and that seems to be a lot of the messages that we're getting but that really caught me by surprise so i didn't mm. i didn't expect us to have this many views and or this broad of a reach um, to people that that would be interested in, in hearing these things. I knew that there would be some, but not mm. to not to the level that that we're at now. And and even then, I think that that may only be just because it hasn't become as well known um, as as what it you know right now as maybe it has the potential to be, but at the end of the day as well that's that's not the intent the intent isn't to be the biggest and the baddest the intent is to get these messages and these experiences and these stories out so that they can help other people create yeah. that future that they want so 
Yeah, uh, I hope I captured everybody <laughs> that we've interviewed so far in this series. Um, did I? So yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. So because then they, they have somebody. Hey, you didn't Wait. mention my one. So you got nothing from mine. What, what are you doing? Oh, 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 we'll put a disclaimer and just say yeah, uh, and all the others. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great disclaimer. But you know that'll go down like a lead balloon, particularly yeah, if I've missed out any of the any of the boys that have served in the unit. They'll be like, "Don't you blink and put me with the and all the others category." You know, it's like, you better mention me by name. They'll be hassling me off camera. They would you never better. say that on camera. Yeah, that, okay. That, that's why you run point on the series. <laughs> so I can take all the heat. Take all the heat, bro. I, I sit in the middle. I sit in the middle. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so hopefully that helped answer that yeah. question. Because, you know, I'll let you ask the last one because you, you were holding off mm. on one you were saying. Mm. But I would love it for you you don't have to go through each person but i'd love for you to give your perspective of oh. of the of what you've gleaned from it as well man there's oh, there's just so much and i mean you've 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 talked about it really nicely so i guess some of the things that immediately start pop to mind is, is um you know you your good wife helen you know and just the emotion that was felt i mean it was just i didn't expect that to be honest and but it was just raw and genuine and it just goes to show the other side to you guys mm. yeah the operators they're doing all the dirty stuff what, what do you say if you don't like being cold and wet or yeah um, wet cold and hungry or hot sweating and dehydrated and, yeah but yeah you, you're going through that but then we have the operators at home as we as we talked about yeah, yeah and, and the emotions that they must feel wondering is my husband going to come home mm. or what's my husband going to be like yeah um, when they are home yeah that feeling and it wasn't just you it was like bill shared it it was mm. um, i think um Nick alluded to it to some extent, and and, and Moff. Harry as well, and Moff, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so there was that. There was um, the the warmth is is a great word. You know, I felt that from Moff and um, and Nick. Mm. They, they just made me feel like I was included. I, I actually felt like I was going, oh, man, I, I need to go to the shop, get a, a toy AR, you know, run around, <laughs> practice. You know, you'll be like you'll be like Nick. You'll be like Nick. <laughs> pow 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 pow. <laughs> But you know, the, the, one of the things, again, it's, it's the same thing, bandwidth, mm. bandwidth, bandwidth. And then all I could do is connect that back to what, you know, work yep. and think about, you know, in the civilian world, bandwidth. Because in the corporate world, you can, it's easy to get overwhelmed with work and, and pressure piles on. And we reduce our bandwidth, we're no longer effective, mm. you know. Um, Mids, I, I just love that, man, it's the stories. The, the one that cracked me up is the one you said, yeah, the, is it the close country nav? Yeah. And stuff? Yeah. And he's looking at his map and going, nothing yeah. makes sense because yeah. it's, it's the wrong map. He, was, he must have been set up, man, set up. <laughs> and then I, in the part, you like you said, I can imagine him going, you're yeah. not going to get me. You're not going to get yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's probably just shuffling. <laughs> I think he was saying that they were laughing at him, uh, trying to get away. Like they could have, they could have caught him if they wanted to. But yeah, I think because because the rules were we had to stay off the tracks, and I'm pretty sure well he wasn't on the he wasn't on the roads, he wasn't on the tracks. So he was he he's a stickler, but he was a stickler for the rules too. He did the right thing, man. <laughs> like from what I remember of him, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the um, you know Dion's. Dion to me was about systems um so mm. um, i think i shared a thought because i was listening to his podcast so I, I, lis- I listened to it off and on off and on off and on and yeah. i was at the supermarket that um this night so it must have been last week i, I suspect 
and um, I was listening to him talk and it was near the end of his podcast and um, I had to text you and it was late at night I knew it was late at night for you because you know but I said look this podcast is the is the medium so the medium is the message you know, yeah. our message is also the medium but we need to look at our systems behind that and yeah. that's that's what I took away from that is what yeah. are our systems that we need to you know something we will we're having conversations about, yeah. but this is, but this is important for us that this part here, because this medium here of being able to share it either on YouTube or audio, the message behind it is, mm. is, 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 is this, yeah, that, that forms our co-papa yeah. you know, of creating a better future. But there's one thing that, um, besides the cricket from <laughs> off, besides the cricket from off and the, the sadness and the story he shared with regards to, um, what you said, yeah, the, the good friend team friend operator that uh, lost their lives mm. in um, afghanistan was the word tapering mm. he said and he used well, actually two words one he talked about not mental health but brain health brain health yeah that connected with me but and he and he said he doesn't he doesn't use the word transition but he used the word tapering yeah great and point. That, yeah and that connected with me because it's like you know when you taper something down this way we're slowly moving into a different space yeah as opposed to trying transition well, I, to be to be respectful and fair, when I when I think of transition, I think of you know Michael Jackson, yeah, the video black and white, you know, when he goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> what, <laughs> how does it go again? You do it's black, <laughs> but see, there's no transition there <laughs> on this one. But if you imagine my head transitioning to something else did you see what you mean? that's what i see so it's like almost immediate boom. yeah yeah whereas he's talking about tapering into something else which is a which is a gradual journey I, I love how you mentioned that because yeah I, I, and it may be different people some people might view mm. transition as a tapering process but i'm more aligned with what you've just shared there yeah transition for me is like okay i'm i'm a soldier now i'm not a soldier but i've still got all those traits of a mm. soldier and you've put me in this environment now i'm still going to be the same as as what i was there um and it's gonna uh be very difficult or challenging so that black or white piece that you talked about yeah i might be this person or this color here say black here and now i'm white here in this particular environment or setting or whatever but there's been no yeah there's been no gradual tapering process to if that makes sense so i think mm. is that what you were trying yeah. to explain yeah that's, that's right. what i was getting at. so that, that word really connected with me so i guess mm. those are the, those are the things i've taken away and, and just the overall general warmth that you know these these people have come on they were sharing their stories mm. on the hope that it will help someone else yeah 100 percent. yeah mm. those are great points man that's yeah i really love how you've shared that and your and your views and perspectives and the way that you articulate things because yeah it's 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 really good for me to hear from your perspective how those things are going and i do think and this might lead into i don't know uh oh actually i think you had another question but i'll try and get this out of my head before i forget but i really have really enjoyed the feedback and comments that we've got from people about the i don't know if it's balanced but the dynamic between mm. you and i um being involved and a lot of those had come from former operators within the unit before you before we had the opportunity to have you with nick and moff they were just really complimentary of the way that you handled and conducted not only the conversation with myself but also with helen and and they were like bro you 
you should have you, you fellas should be doing it together you fellas need to do this together with the guests that you have because yeah because there's well there's that contrast and there's the there's a person with a genuine desire to want to know but also very intelligent and has a different viewpoint or maybe sees things from a different angle or maybe interprets the words the terminology or the lingo that's been shared or discussed in a different way and you ask really meaningful or, or great questions, I think, anyway. So that's that's an acknowledgement. I can't mention the names of those people that have, have mm. passed on that, but um, I shared, I gave you a call up and, yeah. and let you know, and it's been great. I've, I felt like it's, I felt like it's made it better, made it even better than just having one person conduct it. It's great having you there, and um, and I think our guests have have appreciated it as well from a different perspective i mean we haven't we haven't annoyed anybody yet touch wood no, so yet. so uh so we'll keep doing what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks for and, and again to, to those and i'll put this out there thank you for those that have shared mm. those uh sentiments really appreciate that yeah in, in some selfish ways it's, it's helping me connect with my mum and dad and also my uncles mm, that have true. served and have served operationally as well mm. um vietnam malaya um end of world war Two, that sort of thing yeah, yeah. In, in those situations not having been there myself but mm. to be able to be able to hear that these people are sharing these things and be able to connect in some way which awesome. actually leads me mm. into this question and i i guess there's something we shared off camera mm. um and this was something i guess bill was talking about but i, I won't share the exactness of that but rather than the way he described a, a certain event and it, it made me think about, okay, well, if Bill's in this certain event and he's with a, um, somebody that has passed on, mm. yeah, and that's a challenging situation for him because it made him reevaluate his direction, his yeah. plan B, I guess, it made me wonder about you, Brett, yeah, mm. and, and, and the, um, how you must have felt in certain situations. So my question is, of the things that you've shared, has there been anything that's really been challenging that has touched you in a way that's just made you feel, well, it's brought back some memories, some thoughts, some feelings that I, I hadn't come across for a while? Yeah, um, I think everybody that we've had so far, but I'll, and I'll come back to Bill's, has, has caused me to reflect and think about things that um, that haven't really popped up. And probably to that point, and maybe I just take this time to elaborate more you know it's interesting the more i have these conversations with either yourself or with guests that we're lucky enough to have on or where i've been fortunate to be a guest on damien's one each time it triggers something and and then i hopefully use that time to try to elaborate a little bit more on that and so mm. in damien's one recently i elaborated a little bit more on you know poor decisions that i made in nz and in australia and how i could have handled those better but with the intent to try to speak to whoever the listener is on the other end that might be pig-headed and stubborn like me and thinks that that the rules don't apply to them when you're in the army when the truth is when you're in the army you, you basically pull your head in and do as you're told um or you leave like I did. So um, to your question, though, have there been anything? Has there been anything? Yeah, there's been a number of things each time. And I'll probably, I might look to just share two mm. here. So one of the first ones is, for me, I've been very, very good at burying stuff deep within myself and just 
not bringing them up, like putting a camouflage over it. For once of a, for those that have served in the military or those that are, are familiar with it, you don't need to have been in the SAS. You probably more the infantiers would know, or anybody in the army that's been through some sort of basic training. You go out on field exercise, and you have these field exercises to do, and part of them you learn all these different skills. And one of the things is to dig into stage three with the OHP. So that's basically digging your fighting pit and your sleeping bay. Um, out in the field usually in open country and that's what you live out of and that's what you fight out of and all and that's what you, you know all that sort of stuff that you're doing in there um, but prior to that you turf the ground so you cut out all the turf you fold it over so it's just dirt there then you start digging you might dig your um, fighting pit first and then your shell scrape or your shell scrape and your fighting pit once you've got that dug down then you carry on to the next thing there's a whole bunch of other tasks that are happening Oftentimes you're digging by yourself while you're in a pier within your pit. So one person's off doing other tasks while you're stuck there digging and the changes happen and all that sort of stuff. But eventually you get all the way down and that whole area that you've just dug out of, so you've now got your sleeping bay pit, you've got your fighting bay that you fight out of, you've got your arc set and staked, and you've got your overhead protection or your OHP on there, then you re-turf the ground so you cover it all back up with the grass or the tussock or whatever you have there that, that you had earlier turfed and you stay hidden in there and you only get up and move and you go out and do things when you need to well if I use that analogy on myself I've done that with a whole bunch of stuff that um, from from a military perspective uh, and just buried them or tried to bury them in the hopes of moving forward if that makes sense in the hopes of Mm. making progress but all I've done by doing that which I understand more clearly now is I've just been holding myself back and my wife sort of alluded to it if I had been in the space that I'm in now like because it's only been maybe the about a year and a half thereabouts maybe close to two years if I could have been more aware of that or cognizant of that and, and done some of the things of what I've taken action on and done now things could have been a heck of a lot better my kids wouldn't have felt as scared to come to me my kids wouldn't have felt like they couldn't have a joke with their dad or they wouldn't have felt like is it okay to go say goodnight to dad and tell him that I love him or whatever Mm. so I've been my own uh, worst enemy (laughs) in terms Mm. of feeling like so in my head I'm feeling like I'm doing what I think is the right thing to do by not bringing up stuff or trying to bury stuff and hide it and then camouflage it put Mm. on a happy face and go to work and do this and do that oh yeah cool yeah Joe's happy he's this and that but inside he's like in in turmoil or whatever the case might be so that's been one thing that stuck out for me and then to your point you know when Bill gave the the clearer details around the sad passing of John McNutt I guess to a degree and that self-reflection point that he hit um, it made me there was a moment when I was on the circuit in the private security circuit and there was a very good friend of mine uh, who was looking for work and uh, I was able to sort of point him in the direction of, of a particular company at the time and um, yeah and he got he got picked up he got some work and stuff there now that what I'd later on what would have been I'm pretty sure his first trip with that particular company because he got out of the, the regiment and that as well there was a contact that they had um, on the main expressway and uh, one of their guys got killed and then I heard it was an Australian. Um, and I, my heart sank. Uh, mm. I uh, straight away thought 
that it was a person, a good mate that I had said, hey, go with this company. And it completely changed my view. It didn't change me in terms of, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. It changed me in the context of I'm not recommending anybody to go to any company anymore ever again, like not in that space. Um, turns out it wasn't him, which was great. Um, but still at the same time, very, very sad for the individual, for that team, for that company, for their family, for that person's family, etc. that they've left behind. I didn't know that person. So it wasn't, it wasn't as close a connection for me. But up until that point, till I'd got confirmation, because I was texting, calling, then finally spoke with him and heard his voice, I was just relieved. I was, and mm. there was no other way to describe that. And uh, yeah, I had, had other friends hit me up and ask me about job opportunities. And there were jobs. There were, there were jobs going at that time anyway. But um, I just let them know. I said, sorry, bro, I'm not. Uh, nothing against you I just and I explained to them why and I was really glad that they heard me out and that they understood where I was coming from really good operators very very skilled um, but everything changed for me in that moment when mm. this particular person got killed in the Middle East in Iraq um, as a private security contractor because I thought it was one of my close mates who I uh, not it's not me that got him the job but I certainly pointed him to that company and that company picked him up um, and so because of that, it just changed my whole viewpoint. I was like, no, I'm not doing that ever again. And I never did. So I never put forward anybody to say, hey, they, you know, the, you should go to this company or this company should pick them up because that was a worry of mine that if, if something did happen and that person that I've said, hey, go to this company, and he, he got there off his own merits, his own resume spoke for itself, not because of me. But I just couldn't help but feel that, if if I played a, a piece in that and saying go to that company, he goes to that company, gets picked up, gets utilised, and bang, all of a sudden he's not there. Um, yeah, I don't know how I would have yeah. coped with that personally. So that that was a, probably one of the biggest ones. And I guess when Bill was speaking about John, um, I I couldn't, and I didn't ask him off camera, but I couldn't help but feel that Bill um, felt a sense of of that because he had encouraged John to, to join the unit. Um, he, had, he had done it, and he's a very close friend of his, much closer to Bill than, than he was to me. Like like I said, he's just, my memories of John were, he was this blank and fit dude on selection, and he blitzed me on the 60 clicker, and I was like, what the? This officer's just passed me. But, yeah, so from Bill's perspective, I'm, and, I, and I haven't asked him about it, but maybe that might have been part of what was running through his head, is like, this is one of my closest mates. I told him to come here, that he should do this. Um, but ultimately, that that's not on Bill. And if my friend had have passed, it wouldn't have been on me. But, you know, you, you try and tell Bill that, or you try and tell me that at that time, um, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't have been having a bar of it. So those yeah. have been the couple of things, mate. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. Uh, I, I, the way you describe it, and, and it's making me reflect back to, to 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 what you've just said, and I can imagine the imagine that survivor guilt and and Moff mm. talked about the survivor guilt he yeah. had, yeah. So just the power of that, I mean, it's just incredible. But um, but I'm thank you for sharing that because it's it's not easy. I can mm. imagine it's not easy to be able to share that, especially when you talk about a close friend. And I can only imagine what it would have been like. Oh, go to this company; mm. they're, they're, they're awesome. And then all of a sudden, 
Yeah, that happens. Because we're not talking about, as um, to um, paraphrase Tana Umanga, we're not talking about tiddlywinks. This is serious stuff. This is you know, life or death stuff. And it's, you're living on the edge, I can imagine, for mm. quite a bit of it when you're, you know, when, you're, when you're deployed on an operation or what have you. Yeah. So thank you, Brave, for sharing that. I, I guess oh, good. this is leading me on, on, on to something that um, I wanted to touch on just a little bit, actually, because we've, we've got some 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 messages that yeah. have, that have come through. But before we get into the messages, and this tied in with this is we've talked about you know the purpose and intent, and and in a minute or in a few minutes' time, we want to talk about the application of uh, who dares wins the, the, in the service of others. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because I think that's important. Uh, and you alluded to this earlier. Yeah. But where do you see the series going? Yeah. Right? So it's tied back to the intent and purpose. So where do you see it going? And maybe if we can start sharing some of these messages as well. So um, yeah. maybe I'll share that with you. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I'll go to the where, where I feel I see it going, and it'd be great for you to share your point as well either confirm or deny where I see it going. Um, but I see the the podcast itself is at its core, Create a Better Future is always going to be there. Mm. Um, where I see this particular series going, I don't I don't know if it's if it will continue to be called a series or whether it just becomes an organic part of Epic or Create a Better Future, Who Dares Wins, I don't know, or in the service of others. Maybe there's a a branding opportunity or maybe there's just a separate section but um so i'm not exactly sure of that because things are evolving as we go and then at the same time i feel like anyway that in the service of others who dares wins isn't a separate part um mm. it may it may seem separate to to the way I guess it might have been initially come about with regards to having these special for ex special forces operators or current serving if we're lucky enough to have some current serving ones come on and talk about these different aspects but the at the heart and at the core of what's happening is is the same message its intent is to create a better future so I don't know what we might need to do going forward in terms of a, a branding or whatever i don't even know if it needs a rebrand but i think from my side they work in tandem they work parallel to each other they don't sit above or below but they they're sitting side by side and it's um and it's application so if i can lead on to what you're talking about there where i see it because i think this ties into the the context of the who dares wins piece and nick mm. spoke about it he spoke about you know the sas as a brand and it is a brand and we're not looking to try to copyright or steal anything from it um and this probably ties into the use of people's background and that sort of stuff when it comes to employment and all that sort of thing but we'll come back to that so coming back to the unit being a brand yep it is um who dares wins is more commonly known as that's the slogan or the catchphrase or the tagline, whatever you want to call it, associated with the special air service, who dares wins. But in the context of what, and we spoke about this, but in the context of what we're doing for the podcast, in the service of others, who dares wins, if I address the in the service of others piece, there are so many people that actively, and dare I say, probably almost everybody is looking in some way, shape or form to serve others is in the service of others, whether you are a parent, whether you're a grandparent, whether you're a brother, whether you're a sister, whatever you are in some way, shape or form in the service of others, whether you're a 
just so happen to be a special forces operator or a police officer or a first responder or whatever, or a business person, an entrepreneur, whatever it is, you are in some way connected to being in the service of others. And coming back to my earlier point about individuals and us having people having a connection to each other in some way. So that's, that's the first piece, and I felt that that would sit in nicely. But it's not exclusive. So no. it's not an exclusive um, group of people. Uh, to, to be a part of this particular podcast. So it's not exclusive. Everybody, every single one of us in some way, shape or form is in the service of others. And therefore, in my mind, the last part of Who Dares Wins, yes, initially it was um, my connection to the unit. Uh, and I like I like that term. But I like what it represents to me. And mm. at, different, at different times in my life, it has meant, different things overarching it's it's pretty much meant for me to be willing to put everything on the line that's that's in a very basic um simplistic viewpoint of it from my side but the who dares wins if i was to look at that and having the understanding that i or my perspective that i have of people being in the service of others then the who dares wins applies to everybody in the same manner so let me try to explain so Everybody in some way, shape or form is striving to serve others in whatever capacity that is. Who dares wins. Many of those times you, you have to be and you will be prepared to put it all on the line. A parent is willing to put it all on the line for their child. A, a loved a spouse is prepared to put it on the line for their spouse to, to risk it all, to do whatever they feel necessary in order to succeed or to, mm. to achieve that vision or that goal. A first responder is willing to put it all on the line. They're willing to risk their lives, whether they're abseiling or, or jumping out of a chopper into the ocean or whether they're dangling off a rope or off the side of a building or whatever to, to rescue or a cliff face to rescue somebody. They're willing to do that. A police officer is willing to step between the danger and the person that's been targeted in order to protect that person, much like soldiers, much like whether you're a business owner or you're an entrepreneur, creating a platform or something comes with an inherent risk of you could potentially fail and this can go south and pretty quickly and in a bad way like our podcast could fail epically <laughs> so is that an epic old title it could be epic fail um but like you and i and like any other business owner or or, or people that are aspiring to and striving to with a sincerity to help and serve others are willing to risk it on the line, uh, put it all on the line, are willing to risk it all. And uh, and so because of that context and because of my perspective of that tagline, who dares wins, I'm associating that who dares wins to those, to those people that are doing these things or that have done these things and that want to try to, as you mentioned, try to find another way or other ways to continue to pay it forward, to continue to help and serve others by being vulnerable coming on our podcast for one by mm. admitting and talking about some of the things that they're not too proud of the mistakes that they've made and how they've tried to learn from those or or maybe how they're still trying to learn from those um and and there's there's a massive amount of risk associated with doing that because it's not comfortable and it's not easy and i know i haven't found it easy and i and i haven't been comfortable with it but in order to and i'm getting more comfortable with it but in order to achieve what we're trying to do and create a better future pay it forward to help others to be in the service of others and to live up to that final piece of who dares wins 
I need to be and we need to be willing to look like an idiot to some people um, to be able to achieve that. And if that helps us achieve that by even just influencing one person for the better, then we've done something good. We've done something Mm. worthwhile. So, Mm. yeah, hopefully that helps answer that, bro, from my side. Yeah, Yeah, so I'll talk with that um, 100%. That is just um, spot on. I mean, who dares wins? I mean, like you said, in my head that was associated with yeah the the unit with the unit yeah so but then the more that we talked about the more we um you got into the the podcast and the more that people shared their stories it's it's so much bigger than the unit and i mean that respectfully yeah don't get me wrong totally respectfully because this is a mindset we that anyone could apply Mm. so this is taking learnings from one one space that we could apply to our own space. And I guess we're morphing into that kind of the application a little bit of that, yeah. but I'll, I'll touch on that in, in, um, a little bit later. Yeah. Is how do we then take that mindset? And what does that mindset mean for us and to be able to do that? So that's really where, um, where I'm seeing this going. Whether, like you said, whether it morphs into something separate or whether it stays the same. You know what, to be honest, I, I, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, because this is, people uh, have voted with their um with their energy with whatever it is that they want to vote with whether it's likes or what have you that's yeah. or listens you know we're not too fussed about that we mm. uh, you know we look at the numbers and go oh that's that's it's funny because we look at the numbers both of you both of us and we go yeah oh yeah cool yeah <laughs> it's like, wow <laughs> but it's but it's not like we're driven by them we're not driven by the likes or the views or whatever you call it mm. we just want to get the message out and yeah. um th- i think however that takes and this is you actually reminded me that this is an entrepreneurial mindset you know right mm-hmm. now we're persevering with what we're doing because yep. it's, it's people uh, are listening to it and they they're, they're connecting great so we're, we're helping a group but if at some stage in time that requires a pivot then that's something we'll revisit at the appropriate time yeah. where it ends up don't know yet who knows this is part of the journey yeah, yeah. and those are great points because we are flexible with it you Mm. and i and that's that's not to say that we're just going to change and go with the breeze wherever that Mm. takes us but the other key part as well with with what you're saying is we're not concerned yeah we'll look at the numbers because we can see oh wow there's 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 that many people that have taken the time to have a listen now they may not have listened to the whole thing or Mm. or a particular full session or whatever but each time I look at them and each time you and I look at them, we see it as an opportunity that, man, I wonder if it's helped that person. I wonder if it's helped one of those people that have taken the time. That would be so cool if it's helped one of them. And the other part to that is that we love what we're doing. And and Mm -hmm. I think that's a very um, cool space to be in. It's a very strong uh, place and foundation to be, to be, persevering from because if you're loving what you're doing then it's not seen as a chore and it's not seen as something that's hard to get out of bed for or whatever like i'll i'll get up early get my training and go to work do a full day at work come back and then i have the opportunity to connect with you to talk about what's happening or to interview a guest which we've got a few guests coming up um and just be totally re-energized and and loving what what happens and so um yeah, when you're loving what it is that you're doing, and we're on the we're on the path that we're on in terms of the the sincerity behind what we're trying to do, it's a really strong place to be to yeah. be coming from. I think. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I guess this is probably the, the part where we do this shameless plug and shout out to Nike, Adidas, Gatorade, or anyone else that wants to sponsor us for multiple millions of dollars. <laughs> right here. Right, both of us. Right here. Well, we know Perfect. that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Good, good try, though, Brian. Good try. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, Oprah Winfrey. <coughs> Just in case you're listening. <laughs> well, we already did, we already spoke about with Nick, didn't we? Was it oh, Tim, Will Farrell or something? Well, Will Farrell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will Still, I think Nick was on the yeah. line about you can steal other people's stuff or whatever, and, and yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, Will Farrell hasn't come back to me, so I guess it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so let's maybe let's get into some of these messages. So I think this is a nice space to do that, and we've yeah. Got, um, a handful of messages we want to share so i just want to i'll read out yeah i reckon i've got okay here's one um i'll read this out and this is really nice message it says hi team another awesome podcast with dr bestick i couldn't stop listening for the full three hours even though i only intended to listen for the first half hour today <laughs> so, whoa so there was what was it three hours yeah. Three hours. Yeah. yeah so, over wow. three hours. Yeah. Some really fantastic takeaways, and my notebook was quickly filled up with bits of wisdom. Would mm. love to hear more from the NZSAS operators in particular. The antidotes, the lessons are both hilarious and also incredibly engaging. Keep it up. Loving the content. And that's from Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Appreciate awesome. It. Yeah. That's anecdotes, not antidotes, by the um, way. That's an antidote for the way I speak. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. The what was it from NZSS operators in particular? The anecdotes, <laughs> and you've got in particular the antidotes. I was like, what the, the heck? Antidotes? antidotes? Oh, blinking. Who's this Mary Fuller? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that's that is um yeah, that's cool, eh? Like we've been just collecting these. We'll only read out probably maybe one or two more. I'm going to read yeah, one yeah. here because this mm. one sort of hits close to home. Um, yep. And it's we've got the permission from these people to just share their first name, um, mm. so we didn't want to go putting out their first and last name and their Instagram handle and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but uh, this one here was was cool. I, I really enjoyed this. I've enjoyed all the ones. But um, it says Kilda Joe and Brian, I've recently discovered your pod- podcast and it has changed my whole way of thinking. I am a former One RNZIR soldier, five years between 2009 and 2016. So One RNZIR holds a special place in my heart for me. Um, so this person served, continues to say, served in operations in East Timor 2011 and current police officer in NZ. I've been in a rut for the last two years, just doing the bare minimum, just surviving. But after hearing your conversation with Bill Bestick, again to, to Bill, so these were these ones were quite early, these messages mm. that we got. I realized I've been limiting myself. Since hearing your stories, I have reassessed my goals, set targets, and begun work towards those goals. I have aspirations to join the AOS and then on to STG as an operator. Even my time in the Army, I had quietly wanted to head towards SAS, but always wrote those aspirations off before even trying, let alone training for. Again, thank you for this, Kopapa. You have no idea what this has done for me. I look forward to hearing more amazing stories. Nga mihi, Shane. And so, yeah, pretty powerful stuff, man. I mean, mm. you've got, <clears throat> and I think there's one more that you're probably going to read, but there's, mm. we've got these people out here within our community. And granted, these are people here from NZ at, at this stage, which is cool. It doesn't matter where they come from. But 
the messages that are being shared and the way that the guests are doing that is hitting the mark in terms of what we're trying to do. Now, here's a here's a guy here and this one that I was lucky enough to read was Shane, who's been in a rut, who's now just heard something and he's gone, man, I have been limiting myself here. And now he's taking that information and he's applying it and he's set goals and targets for what mm. he's going to do. And I love that about what Shane has shared. And so shout out Shane. Um, he knows who he is. He got his surname, but I won't mention his surname in here because he's obviously current serving police officer and that sort of thing. And uh, just really grateful that you would take the time to share what you've gleaned from and how it's um, encouraging you or motivated you to to take some positive action so yeah. kia ora shane appreciate kia ora. that kia ora. yes i've got one one more and yep. that is, is this is from matt and matt goes kia ora joe i'm a former nzdf soldier mechanic of five years and serving police officer since 2005 awesome thank you as a response sergeant and former aos member i've been part of several close-knit teams i have experienced things that have changed who i am for better and for worse and I can say that I still love my job. In saying that, there have been many challenges. I have listened to your podcast with Bill, Bill Bestick twice. <laughs> wow. All right. And Dion once, soon to be twice. Wow. Well, yeah. These podcasts are the absolute best things I have ever listened to. Numerous things resonate with me and have reset things in my mind that, that make me want to bring my best to my team. There were a number of gems I took away as someone who wants to be an effective leader such as understanding who you are firstly, not seeking things that are easily achieved, selecting a mindset, being prepared for your own internal battle, doing the most important thing first, starting a culture, recognizing that failure has the highest yield regarding triggers for learning. That's powerful. Mm. Recognizing that there is a direct link between productivity and how you make someone feel. That trauma is a step towards growth. There are many more which I've noted down. Just so many great messages which I am taking away. Thank you so much for sharing this with us all. There are so many of us who will benefit from this sharing of knowledge and experience. Matt. Yeah. Kia ora, Matt. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, and, and it turns out, so Matt and I share a, um, some common ground in terms of the Defence Force side of things. We we were a part of the same BASIC, <laughs> but, we, but we weren't in the same platoon um but yeah it's interesting when he when he reached out and then excuse me to take the time to share that information um yeah really really hits uh the old heart and and the mind uh mm. in terms of confirming that you know what we're doing is is helpful uh and we really want it to just continue in that same fashion and hopefully if if we can and I think I touched on this with you maybe in an earlier catch-up that we had. If we can get more of the, the Kiwi guys on, um, whether they're unit operators or whether they're police or whether they're whatever, first responders, um, business owners, that sort of thing, that will have you know some really good impacts for those here because it's probably a bit more relatable and maybe easier to understand because there's that commonality of... of countrymen or countrymen and women and that sort of thing mm. that might be helpful but yeah i like the comments that chris shared they'd like to hear more obviously from guys that have served in the unit here um 
and so so would I, uh, and I think you would too. Yep. And so obviously our people, our audience and stuff, um, are keen to hear more about that as well. So yeah. it's a it's a great um, tool I feel and we feel in terms of being able to help others to to take what they can and then use it to create a better future. So mm. yeah, hopefully that hopefully that sparks. Um, a bit more or provides a bit more clarity around what we're doing if anything beautiful and we're we're open to these messages as well i mean that's not to say we're actively seeking them but you know Mm. these are things that just help joe and i to be able to um to understand if we're on the correct path or Mm. we're we're heading in the right way and then if it's touching one person that's that's all we worried about it's one person one story yeah one organization all right i swear i guess we've just got a couple of things left to to talk about um, I guess the first thing that, that we want to address is, is around promotions because um, mm. this has come up in, uh, I think, uh, maybe a podcast or two yep. um, around background and promotion activity t- type of thing. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts about that and, yeah. and some of the particular as we go on video. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. Um, you know, aside from the shameless plug that you tried to put in there, uh yeah <laughs> that that might no we'll leave it in there it'll just be because it can't be you know i don't have time to go doing the editing and just a <laughs> no, couple no of things no yeah when you spoke about the systems like yeah. here it is here's the system yeah. you're, you're looking at them you and i <laughs> this is the system so um wish us luck everybody yeah, good luck. Yeah. but anyhow um on that you know promotion and and branding that's a really good point because i had a conversation with a former member of um, the New Zealand uh, Special Air Service. And it, it was raised or brought to this person, his attention, that, you know, comments around, uh, I think, along the lines of, oh, look, you, you're trying to use your background or whatever to promote your business and that sort of stuff. Now, I don't know all the all the context behind it. And I, to be honest, I didn't ask because, for one... <laughs> immediately and initially it just sort of annoyed me that that he he would be that that sort of thing would be said to him um now i don't know all the details and and i'm not really interested in in wanting to know the details but um i'd be happy to have a conversation with whoever the person is or was if they wanted to and if they feel that uh people are using their background let's say in this context let's keep it with this context of being a former special air service operator for personal gain well my honest thought and response to that would be what's what's wrong with that um in my own head I'm like, how's that any different to if I structure my CV and I put down in my resume all these things that I've done in relation to a, a job or if I'm approaching a client because I want to win that client to be to come under my service and pay me for the service that I'm going to provide for them. And these are the distinguishing attributes and skills and knowledge and experience and expertise that I bring and this is the reason why it's going to cost you so much for me or, or whoever the case might be. So I, that that's one part. I don't see any difference to formulating a CV to put my best foot forward or to create a positive impression as well as I can mm. to a potential employer or to, or to a potential client. 
And to Bill's point that he mentioned, he said, oh, you know, it's, and he actually encouraged people that are still serving in the unit to keep an eye out on what's out there and what you might want to do post your life in the unit because sadly it doesn't last forever. And uh, as Bill has witnessed and many other people have witnessed as well, um, when you leave, there's not a lot of wraparound support to or ongoing support for you and or your family and that's just the reality and that's that's fine like we're volunteering and we're going into that eyes wide open understanding that but um don't be upset with people that are going to be having one eye out and, and looking oh, okay man i wouldn't mind doing that after what do i need to do same way they've taken the steps to prepare themselves to join the sas in this example there's nothing wrong with taking those same steps and having a look out and going, man, that, well, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a pilot or I want to do this, I want to do that. What do I need to do? Oh, cool, I'm, I'm piecing these things and strategically planning exit strategy or exit plan or whatever. That's a common term in business and stuff like that that people use and that people do actually plan for. There's a whole bunch of people that build businesses purely with the intent to sell it on. So that's mm. the exit strategy. Build it to a certain point, scale, blah, 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 and then bang, hey, here, here we go. We're, we're open for business. Come and buy us sort of thing. So in that, I, yeah, it, it did annoy me, but then I, I tried to, and I haven't come up with an answer yet, but I tried to gain some sort of understanding in terms of where the person might be coming from. And the only thing that came to mind was maybe they're thinking that what we're doing with this podcast or what they might share on the podcast might compromise the integrity or the security of the unit. And <clears throat> I like to think that so far it hasn't. Like the stuff that's been shared it has already on, all they need to do is go and have a look at documentaries and stuff that are out there. But the yeah. stuff that isn't shared is the individual stories again and their connections and how they how they approach those challenges or how they dealt and handled those situations that's that you can't get on a documentary um, or anything that's been posted so far unless somebody's taken the time to be sat down interviewed and had those open conversations like what we're trying to have with former operators on here and or other people that will be fortunate enough to have because the upcoming guests as an example are not uh not all of them are former operators in the sas so they bring some other uniqueness but still fit in that in the service of others who dares wins mold uh, as far as we're concerned mm. so back to the the question at hand about the promotion and stuff i don't think there's anything wrong with it at all um i think if anything hopefully to a potential client or an employer or people that might be listening would go, wow, that's, it takes a heck of a lot of, not only courage, but it takes a heck of a lot of integrity to, to join a unit like that. And if you've got those things, or even if you've just got integrity with that, um, there's a lot to be said for that. There's, there's almost a, oh, without trying to sound boastful or anything like that because none of the people in the unit or that have served in those units are and this isn't just applicable to to guys in the SAS I'm just using this as the example because it was a former SAS operator who had been posed with this question or had this question put to him there's a there's a certain amount of uh, a level of understanding and respect that automatically comes to a person that's either serving or served in the unit i've noticed and i found anyway not because they've gone seeking it or not because it's expected it's just i don't know that information that's out there and people's perception or understanding of it much like my how mine and bill's was when we were younger and he was seven and just wanted to stand in their presence as he was speaking about and and um those sorts of things there's there's a level of 
uh, respect towards people that have said them there, rightly or wrongly. That's just something that I've noticed. Not always the case. Like some people, you come along, go, SAS, what's that? Saturday and Sunday. What, is, <laughs> what does that mean? So, and um, and I heard that from one of the guys that was he was the training officer on my cycle. Good man. Um, but. So that Saturday and Sunday comment has always run through in my head because, yeah, a lot of people say, what does that mean? But with that, one of the experiences that I'll share here before I try to wrap up was there was a guy in his Sandy Beret, sky blue belt, wing dagger, walking, and I was still in battalion. We were hanging out outside our Victor Company barrack lines, and he was there because he was doing a trade, trade changing to to an engineer, and a very staunch fit strong looking guy and i'm still just this junior pleb so i'm not long in battalion but i recognized the sky blue belt i recognized the sandy beret coming from a distance there's just something about this individual walking and there was probably four or five of us (laughs) and i didn't realize i found out who he was later as a trooper because then he was one of the staff on my selection for a time there um and he come marching, just walking straight through, coming to walk through us to go to wherever it was he was going at the time. And all of us, like, we got up and stood to attention and stood up on the side. <laughs> like, he's, he's a trooper. He's the same rank as us, except he's, you know, he's a private equivalent, but a trooper. Yeah. We stood up. We must have looked. It must have just made him crack up. But he walked past, cool as, and he goes, hey, boys, and then just carried on walking past. Um, and we were, we were, like, looking at each other again. What, what did we stand to a teacher for? <laughs> it's like, he's just... Anyway, we laughed about it and it was... But those things... And not that I've come across any civilians that have ever done that um, to, to people in the unit, but just that, I guess, what I'm trying to get at is there is a level of respect mm. um, given what the individual has gone through and do, to do the things that they've done. Um, and it's not something that's sought after or that's expected, but it does happen. And so, therefore, anybody using their background, saying, hey, I was former whatever, um, in order to gain a client, get a job, win a promotion, whatever the case, well, maybe not so much a promotion, that's probably the wrong context. But um, to do those things, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think, Mm. if anything, you should be proud of that history that you hold. Now, whether that's an SAS operator, whether that's... uh, pilots whether whatever it is whether you're a mother or a father um you should hold on to that be proud of that acknowledge it recognize it it's a part of their life and what they've lived and what they've done and so if that question had been thrown at me that would, it might have resulted in an argument to be fair but um i've you know those are my responses to to that sort of um question i, I don't know what's your take be as a as somebody that hasn't served in the unit how would you feel if somebody with their and don't just try and tell us or tell me what i want to hear but if there was <laughs> if there was somebody that had that background or special forces background and they were to put that and that cv landed in front of you and they've got that plus skills to be a tester or or whatever trainer and, and delivering knowledge in that space of what you do like would you think that the person is just trying to toot their own horn or beat their own drum or no i've actually had that i've had that in cvs when i've been hiring um different engineers um in the it space and mm. there's one particular guy who obviously won't remain nameless but yeah um cv came across my desk i looked at it and he he talked about his time in the um i, I think he had i think he was regular uh 
regular Australian Army. So and then he went. Oh, what do they call it now? Reserves. So Army yep. Reserve now. But then he talked about his skill set. Yeah, um, like um, uh, I think he's. Is it, did he spend time on the? Um, what do you call it? Is it the LAV? LAV? The, um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light armored vehicles. Yeah. Yep. So he spent time on that. So he was qualified on, on that and, and the um, the weapon systems on that. And mm. yeah, he, he described that. But when you, when I spoke to him, he didn't bring it up. Yeah, but as part of his CB, as part of his skill set, yeah. it got my attention because I okay, because I if he's done that, I know the the discipline behind that, the rigor mm. behind that. So that gave me the attention to 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 know that this 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 guy is not just going to be a, a wishy washy somebody that comes in and floats around and yeah. he's not going to give me any anything solid. This guy's solid. The, so yeah, yeah. That's so it. I brought that in. That helped me solidify that. Now, of course, when he came to the interview. A little bit different, yeah. Right. So, but again, he did, he was not. Uh, I had to prompt him for that. He didn't volunteer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the background behind it, I wanted to know. But, you know. we didn't proceed any further. You know, there was other reasons behind it, but yep. I saw no reason why he didn't. You know, why it's not there. It's skill. Yeah. You know, you know, it's it's just like being able to use um, a microphone, or. <laughs> Or hey, hey, easy, easy. easy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, to qualify using a microphone. No, no. <laughs> Don't come here if you want to qualify to use a microphone. <laughs> or, or, um, or, or what have you. These are skills. These are things. And I mean, use them. In our space, Epic Alterador, create a better future. The co-popper is create a better future for one individual, one family, one organization, one community, one country. One planet, whatever. Yeah. Mm. So if that means that you have the opportunity to express yourself and to share a bit of promotion, well, great. Yeah. You know, down under, and I'm talking Australia, and New Zealand, we're not going to go. Oh, look at me, wave my flag. I'm all this, but we will subtly share something because I think that's important, and we're open to that. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's evident that we're open to people to be able to um, talk about um, or promote themselves in a way that that we can connect with that we're happy with if we weren't we would say yeah yeah you know and and if we did have guests that were all about that self-promotion i'm this i'm that well you know that podcast is probably never going to see the light of day so yeah delete (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i mean if any if we're ever advertising and it's just over the top like so just shout out to woolies yeah as a sponsor, no, Woolies. <laughs> so it's the only bottle I've got on hand. But, if, <laughs> but no, uh, no labels. Be, no labels. No labels. No labels. Oh, no labels. Oh, there you go. Wait. Get rid of that thing. Take the oh, label yeah. off. Yeah. All right, I'll take my label off. But that's that's the point. To get serious with that is, um, you're right. We've got no problem with it. If we mm. did have a problem with it, we would say. And yeah. if it just went OTT, a self. Yourself and um, self-promotion, then it just wouldn't reach the light of day. Yeah, and and if if it got to that stage, well, you and I would need to give ourselves some good uppercuts for yep, even letting it. it get to that get to that stage. Because um, I guess systems, for want of a better term, <laughs> our system is us having a conversation with people um, and connecting. So we either know them or oh. we know people that know the person and have recommended them. And for yep. us. For in terms of a system and making it streamlined and efficient, it's very efficient because if Brian says Bob is good, then Bob is good. If, that's yeah, and that's sort of how we're rolling. Same with you. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, was, I said that the other day. Yeah, if, you, if you say that person X is good, 
I've, I don't need to know anymore. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome, bro. I got one last thing, I guess. Yep. And just to wrap all of this up, some really great discussion we've had so far. Um, then, then I guess final thoughts, and then we'll, we'll, we'll call it. Yeah. So I guess it's looking at then, we've talked about the intent and the purpose of Who Dares Wins the series mm. um, in the service of others. Um, where we see it going and some of the wonderful messages and we, we appreciate yep. those messages. We've talked about some of the challenges. We've talked about some of the, the ins- insights and, and surprises that you've that mm. we've experienced and particularly more so yourself, my friend. And um, we've talked about just then the promotions side of things and how, yep. how that works. But I guess now, if we were to sum up the application of Who Dares Wins in the service of others... If you could think of, say, three ways in which we could apply some of these learnings, what do you think would come to mind? And and applying, what's that? Applying the who dares wins mindset, you mean? Or or the the mindset and the things that we've taken from some of these or all of these podcasts Mm. and be able to sum it up into three takeaways that we can then jump out. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, that's interesting because what immediately came to my mind was Dion's words and the stuff that he's done around the VIP of mental health. Mm. Um, so, and maybe it's because of the, the three pronged approach that you mentioned, what are three things that we could take and do or try to do. So if I was to try to sum that up and, and in combination of the podcast that we've been lucky enough to facilitate so far and the messages that our guests have shared, which has been, it's just been Mm. Lincoln. Awesome. Um, immediately value identity and purpose come Mm. to mind. And so if people could grab anything from the who dares from the, in the service of others to connecting the who dares wins aspect and being prepared to risk it or fail. And I love what Bill said, uh, well, how many times did you try? Do, how many mm. times did you take the test? Oh, I took it once. Well, you haven't failed. You just gave up. You, you quit. So, grabbing the VIP, grabbing the who dares wins in the service of others, who dares wins, and applying that to the okay, what value do I have? What value um, do I think I have? And, and if you feel like so for those that might be wired like me or like you and I or like others that would go, oh, I don't, you know, I just I just do this. Like, this is all I do. This is, you know, I don't think I do anything special. Um, and that may be how you view yourself, but I'm willing to bet, actually I'd guarantee that the other people in your life see a very different picture, see a very different Brian, see a very different me, you see a different, mm. you know, whoever that person is. So if you could grab that who dares wins and look at your value um, if you don't feel like you can identify what your value is have the courage and have the conversation with whether that's your loved ones or your family or your friends or your colleagues or whoever reach out to them and go hey and however that conversation comes about mate what do you think i'm good at or how have mm-hmm. i why are you friends with me like find a way to have that conversation why are you friends with me what is it about me or what is it about us that that you think makes us click or that you think makes us get along or if it's your spouse why did you choose me i don't know what it is um your children why do you love me or whatever and whoever you speak to but either have the conversation if you can't grab a pen and a paper and jot down what you what value you think you add 
your identity well if you listen to my conversation with Dion I think I'm struggling in that department <laughs> so <laughs> so um identity uh of self and being comfortable when you look in the mirror and I spoke with um Dion I said bro I'm comfortable when I look in the mirror like I know who I am I'm I'm Joe Hortai I'm a husband I'm a father I love the work that I do. I try to be a good friend. All these sorts of things, like I'm just Joe Hortai. Like that's that's who I am in terms of my identity and trying to be a good person. Um, so he's given me some tasks to do, and and uh, which I probably won't talk about. And oh, actually, I don't mind. So he's given me three questions to go through and find a quiet place and go through those because I said, bro, I'm. Is there something else that I'm supposed to do? Is there something else that I'm missing here? Because I'm, I feel really good. And yes, although I, I know that I have a stronger connection to my purpose and my value that I'm trying to bring, like I'm really comfortable with my identity. That's just me and mm. where I'm at in this chapter of my life. So, again, in the service of others, grab that who dares wins, identify, go through your identity, and be comfortable with that. When you look in the mirror, are you comfortable and happy with what you see? Or are you embarrassed or ashamed or disappointed? If you are, that's, that may be, and I'm just speaking here because I know it was for me, but that may be an easier place to start. Not necessarily um, the best place to start, but maybe it's easier. So I know for me, I was I, very terrible at communication and speaking with my spouse. Very good at burying and hiding things, and all those things in the past. When I was looking at those, I was like, "Man, that that is not healthy. It's not good for me. It's not good for my family. It's clearly not good for my family because my children don't know how to communicate with me, um, and my expectations were way too high." So, yeah, go through that process, grab all of those things. Are you prepared to risk it all? Are you prepared to have that hard conversation and and own those mistakes and all those faults? Um, that's probably enough on there. And then the purpose part, yeah, finding that, like like we talked about, we're really loving what we're doing. Mm. Um, is it meant to be our full purpose? I don't know. Um, you know, I've, I've been really pleased or been really humbled by a lot of the comments that we've received and that I've received personally um, in relation to our podcast. People have said nice things, of, you know, oh, man, it really suits you. Oh, you're a natural podcaster or whatever. I don't feel like a natural podcaster or, or anything like that, and I don't know what a natural podcaster is supposed to feel like. But what I do know is that I'm really enjoying it. I'm loving it, actually, not just enjoying it. I I genuinely love it so that for me that old or not that old saying but the saying that i saw allow your passion to become your purpose and it will one day become your profession um i love that quote and saying so grab those things from the podcast or from wherever you grab your resources and information from and apply that dion jensen value identity and purpose that matrix to um that you can go out and do tomorrow or tonight evening do that VIP and go, what, what's my value, you know, my identity, what am I passionate about, what's my purpose, what do I want to do, and maybe start there. Those are probably three things that um, hopefully it helps in response to your question that you've asked. What, one last part, sorry, yeah. I, I needed to mention this as well. I probably should have mentioned it when we were reading out the messages, but one of the interesting things has mm. been uh, we've received a couple of communications and messages vastly different ends of the age when it comes to the age spectrum so i'm not going to mention their names but a 40 year old mm. who's reached out and said 
would I be able to apply to join the the SAS? And uh, and so I've taken the time to, to reply, and it was quite funny, his reply goes, oh, heck, I wasn't expecting you to reply. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, here's an individual that has listened to the podcast who, who said some nice words and then wants to go and do that. As a 40-year-old, do I think there's anything stopping them? No, I don't. I mean, I reflect on one of a very good friend who I've reconnected with back here. He was turning 39 on our cycle or selection or cycle and um, easily, if not the fittest, one of the fittest top five, top 10 in our cycle or top five, top three actually in our cycle for fitness, overall well-rounded fitness and, and that sort of thing and led by example. And here I am, this young Blinken, about to turn 21, way in the back, can hardly keep up, can hardly keep up with this guy. Now, the only caveat to that that I mentioned to this particular person was that my friend, who was turning 39 then, had, had a number of years of experience in the army. So he's got a lot of background experience. He's got the basics and fundamentals down pat and all that sort of thing. Whereas this person is going to be coming straight from Civic Street. So I said his best bet, you know, is just to contact the NZDF recruit, recruitment and just hit them up because I'm, I've been out of the game for far too long. I have no idea. But it's just interesting that a 40-year-old would contact with a desire to, to want to do that, um, to, yeah, to even be thinking in that frame of mind. Do I think they could do it? Absolutely. I think anybody could um, with the right mindset. And I think that's the key difference, which has been talked about so many times with the guests that we've had. And the other one was the opposite end of the spectrum. There's a young fella, same question. And his question was, where are the best places or where are some places in Auckland that I can go to practice my navigation? <laughs> so, so um Again, out of the loop, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, where those best places would be. And so I reached out to a, to a mate and said, hey, what's I've had this young fella ask me about this. And so in a few years' time, this particular mm. individual plans on submitting his application. And great, I hope he does. I hope that person does. I'm not going to name them. But um, just to have them reach out and to ask, like, I can't not, or you and I can't not reply. Even if it's a case of, sorry, brother, I have absolutely no idea, but I'll ask. So I had, basically, I didn't know the places that would be best to suit this young fella. So I contacted my mate and he sent me through some information. And then I just sent that on to the young fella and said, hey, these are the places based on what um, guys that are currently serving have suggested if you want to do that. So it's great to be able to give back and do something as simple as that. Just replying to a message can at least in my experience can really make somebody's day so that that might be a fourth thing uh to take and do like just try to be considerate of people and try to make time for people as best you can i like that that's awesome bro of course when it comes to practicing navigation you just go straight over the feature right (laughs) (laughs) just follow your bearing just just set your bearing and just hoof it man just get just up down up down when you get better when you get better then you can start map to ground and you can start <laughs> taking little variants and then getting back on track but <clears throat> if you, it's too fancy eh, bro? it's too fancy yeah yeah i yeah. think yeah like nah. they're taking the easy way i reckon yeah they're showing yeah. off yeah yeah show offs that's yeah, a, that's a better too yeah, yeah show offs yeah <laughs> do it this way just go up down up down, down. <laughs> save energy just, just 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it, that's what they were doing. They were saving their energy. You get a blinking Muppet like me on there, it's just blinking. Good thing I did plenty of step-ups. Uh, Brother, I, I, I really like that. Um, so the hearing the, the Dion Jensen, the Jensen, the VIP, and, and, mm. and being and just being mindful and kind to people, I think that's, that's, empower, that's powerful. I guess just to add yeah. a little bit to that would be, again, really embrace that mindset. And you hear this in Bill's podcast, you hear it in Harry, mm. you hear it in Nick. You know, so the, the Who Dares Win is like, man, this is all I wanted to do. Boom. And yeah. it's just, just go for it. You know? And, and uh, I really, it's, it's Nick's podcast that really resonated with me. It's like, um, particularly when you're talking about bandwidth and stuff, yeah. but it was really at the early stage. It's like, it just wasn't an option. Yeah. He's talking about the piece of paper. It just wasn't an option. And he said it, it didn't register with him. He just, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. He probably it's, dropped it and lost it or yeah, ripped probably, it up. Where's yeah. that paper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, lost yeah. it. Yeah, but the good thing about that, yeah, it just didn't register with him. So he, yeah. he probably, because they handed them out to us and mm. I wasn't next to him when he got his, so I don't know what he did with it. But um, a lot of people that I know of that have been successful and gone through rip it up as as soon as they get the opportunity. As soon as a DS isn't looking, like that piece of paper is out of the pocket, ripped up and just thrown away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gee, they could save quite a bit of money on paper then. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this uh, you, you, we run a um, run a fine line of of having what people might refer to affectionately or unaffectionately to as tree huggers uh, <laughs> going on there and going, Hey, you're wasting the paper. Where's but, the paper? um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, some, some really good points. Sorry, bro. Carry on with what you were saying. No, no, no. I, I think that was it. Thank you. But, um, those, that was the main thing. Oh, oh, okay. And one other thing is, um, find your message. So when you were talking, it actually the thought jumped in my head. It's like, find your message. Right. So who dares wins is is a, a nice is, is a great motto. It, it really encapsulates yeah. that mindset. But you yep. need to find your own personal message, and that message becomes your medium. Mm. But behind that medium, and this is what um, I took away from Dion, is find those systems that work for you. Mm. you know, the things that will that will turn the mindset, the conceptual stuff, into the tangible stuff, like you did with um, pack mortar box. <laughs> never ending hill or mm. endless hill or whatever you, you called it yeah that's the system yeah. right? so you need to be able to, to do that i think that's a uh, great point can i just share last yeah. couple of points here please b sure so um i just wanted to i guess we take this opportunity all the all the questions that you've asked have been great it's a testament to why it's been so enjoyable for me and and even more exciting for me having you involved in these conversations with these incredible people that we've had but uh to your point around people finding what that who dares wins means to them Mm. that's a great point and i hope people can really take away what you've just mentioned there find the meaning to who dares wins and how that applies to you whether that's to become the best baker in your profession or the best chef or the best driver or the best whatever it is doctor lawyer student whatever stage in your life that you're in as bill mentioned and and as others have mentioned that unrelenting pursuit of excellence being um analytical and and at times i would say 
yeah, very critical of ourselves, not because we're trying to put ourselves down or others down when you're having the conversation, but because we're constantly looking to try to improve. It's very easy to get caught up in the high fives and the things that we do well and the things that we've done well. And yes, there's a time and place to acknowledge those things, absolutely. But from my experience and from those others that have gone on to be quite successful or even more successful um, than possibly than they might have even imagined, a lot of times they've focused in on the things that they aren't doing so well, the things that they could have done better. If I think of a sports person as an example, Kobe Bryant comes to mind. I'm just reading his book at the moment. And he saw all the flaws and weaknesses in his game. And instead of focusing on the things that he was good at and applying the things that he was good at, because he knew he could have dominated his opposition with the things that he was good at, he focused on all the things that he knew he wasn't very good at. Defense, he needed to do better. His footwork wasn't very good um, for, a lot of, for a lot of things. And he focused in his, his jump shot. His mid-range jump shot and his threes weren't as good as what they could have been. So he focused on all of those things to the point where... He just became this absolute complete player. Now, do I? My still my favorite player is Michael Jordan. Not taking anything away from from Jordan, the goat, but Kobe Bryant's certainly right up there. But and probably just because I've been reading his book at the moment, it's really interesting to see that. So again, that's that's a, just another parallel or comparison of here's somebody extremely good at what they do. People acknowledge him and praise him. Go, man, he's so great at this. You know, when sadly rest in peace, Kobe, when he was with us. But here's somebody that looked at the things that he wasn't good at, self-critical of himself. How do I get better? And that is part of what that who dares wins mentality is, if that helps any of our listeners um, sort of listening to that or listening to this, and if they've gotten this far. And then the last part is the pausing to reflect, which I just wanted to speak on, because you, you spoke about that, but we probably didn't speak about this in as much detail, and it may be worth adding in the notes for this. The reason for the pause to reflect is yet in line with the questions that you've shared, but there's been so much content and information come out of these podcasts that you and I felt, man, um, it, it might be quite overwhelming. There's, there's quite a lot of stuff to just sort of take in, digest. As we've heard from Matt, was one of the guys who's been re-listening to um, some of the information again. And so that, that sent, I guess, a signal to you and I that, hey, this is great, we've got all these people that are wanting to come on, but how about we take some time? And you mentioned, hey, yeah, i like a pause to reflect, and I was like, that's it. So we've used this time, this will be what we upload on the Friday. Yeah, it's not as exciting um, as having uh, the, the guests and stuff, but hopefully there's value in it, because I think there's value in it. I've taken mm. value from just pausing and reflecting, going back, listening to the podcasts that have been done in recent times with some of these. And I haven't gotten through everybody's just because of work and life and everything else that's happening. Mm. But taking that time to pause and reflect and really delve into the messages that have been shared by our guests so far as part of this particular series, um, you and I both felt that there's a lot of value in, in doing that. So that's why this pause to reflect um, and if anything, go back to our audience that may be listening, go back and have a listen to those, take out, take away some more because you're about to be bombarded with a heck of a lot more um, information and they're great, really awesome people coming up. And um, But also we've, we've had the privilege of having some very exceptional and awesome people on the podcast so far. So yeah, I just wanted to clarify, or not clarify, but just really emphasize that unrelenting pursuit 
in terms of finding what who dares wins means for the individual, whatever mm. that is. And the reason for this pause to reflect why there's no um, uh, former SF operator or, or somebody else uh, coming up this Friday, this is the reason for that. Beautiful. Thank you, Joe, for sharing that. Before we look to wrap up, any final thoughts, comments that you'd like to share? Oh, no, brother, I think I've shared my final thoughts. I'd Probably my only last one would just be, um, again, to just acknowledge you for um, your work, your support, and what we're doing. And uh, all the stuff that does happen, I talk about the system, it is literally you and I, but all the stuff that happens behind the scenes, which I'm really grateful for. And, um, yeah, and, and to our audience, those are probably the last parts. The, the audience, everybody that's reached out and contacted, some of them have contacted us from the Philippines, from America, um, from Australia, obviously, here within New Zealand and other parts of the world. It's been very, very humbling, um, eye-opening and reassuring to a degree <clears throat> that what we're doing is is adding value in some small way to, to people's mm. lives in whatever shape that is at the moment so just a big thank you and shout out to all those people they know who they are um it's not like we're inundated with hundreds and thousands of them but the the few that we've got um those people mean a lot and we've well we've replied to all of those people and very very grateful yeah absolutely thank you joe for sharing that thank you brother appreciate that um i i I totally agree with everything you said um in the sense that um this wouldn't have happened without your energy and your drive and be able to listen to the internal voice that said hey there's something here hmm. that I'm connecting with on a, on a different podcast. This may be something we want to explore and be able to share the messages and bring them to life. Hmm. And this is what we're trying and attempting to do. But this doesn't work, of course, without everyone that's listening. So yeah. we appreciate your time. And hopefully we, you get further insights from others that, um, as we go forward. So thank you, Aotearoa. Thank you, brother, for, for your wisdom and your sharing your insights and your thoughts over these last wee while. And thank you for those that will be listening and engaging. As Joe said, there is a lot more to come. Mm. So without further ado, and respectfully, as we say at the end of each Who Dares Wins in the Service of Others podcast, Who Dares Wins? Who Dares Wins? Thanks, brother. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Be sure to hit that notification bell so that you can be kept up to date with more inspiring messages from amazing New Zealanders each and every week. If you found this discussion helpful, we invite you to share this link with your networks and tag Brian and I when you do. We would love to hear from you, so please be sure to leave us a review so that we can continually strive to provide the best service possible. As Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. We thank you for your support, Aotearoa, and we're excited to partner with you in working together to create a better future. Let's go.